Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earners, what's going on? You are now locked into Cliff Notes, the number one place for investment strategies, tips, and advice. Make sure you have your notepads ready, but more importantly, make sure you're ready to execute on the information. All right, so earners, the time has come. EYLU Grad School is here, and you know how we bring it in. Over 100 past webinars, weekly webinars from industry experts, monthly financial planning calls with Rashad, our movie and book club, access to our private investment group on Facebook, and we've just added the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 1 Reloaded from our brother MG the Mortgage Guy, which has over 12 hours of content to guide you through the process of buying a home with a number of home buying programs to get you through the process, y'all. And in addition to that, you now have access to our weekly mentorship calls for all things real estate hosted again by our brother MG. It's an amazing package. We put it all together. We can't wait for you to see it and be a part of it. And right now, it's 50% off. So all you got to do is head over to EYLUniversity.com, and you're going to get 50% off. But yeah, shout out to Al. The top performing assets of 2020. So Silver took the lead. It drew down 34% at one point and went up 127. I know everybody was so happy about gold. Gold had a lower drawdown, but also had a lower return. Then small cap stocks took off like crazy. And then crude had a nice bounce off of that low that happened. But if you look at the bond market, the bond market is a hedge. Didn't draw down that much, but it didn't grow that much, right? So a lot of you were asking about how to include bonds into it. It's not going to give you the best gain. It's going to give you a decent a decent hedge, however. So we can see the returns here if you want to screenshot this. Silver, 47%. Small cap was 18%. Canadian stocks, 2.8%. Corporate bonds, 97 once again, two tech, two index, very simple formula. Uh, tech performing the best in 2020, hands down. So you can see information technology on average was at 89%. Consumer discretionary was second. Third was communication. This mix will not change. I know some of you are wondering what engine energy turnaround in 2021 or 22. They're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Financials may bump up this year. More so probably in 2023 if interest rates go up. But until then, tech will be. The dominant leader. Now let's look at currencies. The Swiss franc only drew down 2.1%, so it only lost 2.1% of its value. 
I want you to go look at the correlation for how they handled COVID versus other uh, countries. And the Chinese yuan only lost 2.9%. So the Australian dollar lost more, 21.5, and it rebounded well. But we want to put our money into things that have lowest drawdown. Big gains are great, but not everyone is able to sit through a drawdown of 50% or 45%. The first thing you need to look at at any asset is what's the highest drawdown over a 10-year period that asset has that will tell you how much safety you have in it. The biggest one is a 2020 Novavax. I don't think it will be that great this year, but it had a hell of a run. Tesla, of course, Tesla's going to be to the moon. Moderna, solid Zoom, of course. Bitcoin, I know Rashad is happy because he didn't sell all his coins. <laughs> and there was a bunch of IPOs, and I think that the SPAC thing is done, even though there's maybe one or two companies that have done a decent job with them. And the biggest losers... Carnival, I hope they're able to rebound because if not, there's a lot of people that are going to lose their jobs and never be able to recover. Energy stocks, uh, Air Canada, crude, and then the FTSE 100. So a lot of you are looking for international exposure. I could argue that Silicon Valley has the best talent from most nations that have been drafted here. The international exposure that you need for most global corporations are going to be domestic based. So I need you to type in chat, what is the return you want to get this year? Because this year is not going to be like last. So the probability of getting 100% return in a year is going to be a lot lower. I want you to set the baseline for what you want to get in terms of return and be happy with that and anything above that is extra. For those of you who started last year, I'm sorry, you're not going to get 60% on accident this year. You'll be able to squeeze out 25. You came in at a great time. But I want us to be realistic. We're going to be more on the tech side, maybe 20 to 28% opposed to 60 and 70. And chart time. So every week I'm going to go over the same. And I was going to give a new way to get into the market. I'm actually, why the hell aren't y'all using the 200-day moving average? Ask them again, man. Why? <laughs> Can you explain, Ian? Because um, some people might be new. This might be their first time ever watching Market Monday. Can you just explain what the 200-day moving average is? It takes the last 200 days of collection of data, and then it marks off on this line where the average is. So if you're looking for an easy and simple way to consistently get, and this is Microsoft, and it went down today. So if you look at a daily chart, depending on what time horizon you look over, Microsoft came down exactly to the spot and bounced up. You can see the high a few days prior was 227. This is around 213. Give it about four or five weeks. You'll be able, so for those of you who are like, hey, you guys never tell us how to get, get in, even though we gave five ways last year, <laughs> I'm going to focus on the 200-day moving average. And this is also a place where you can start to load a boat, load the boat. This is where a lot of technicians, prop firms, hedge funds, fund of fund managers are looking to get in. So it's a universally respected uh, indicator. Because it's not new, because it's not sexy, and only nine people in Nova Scotia know about it. And then somebody from Atlanta flew back and, and dropped it to everybody in Midtown. It's not valued as much, but you need a system that's super easy that you can use over and over again. Um, and it's an easy way to buy. So when we drop down to the, and this is only for quality companies, mm. only for quality. So if you find some piece of, uh, hey, it doesn't apply to that because it's going to burn through the 200, but a good company is going to come down around this area, maybe float a little bit lower and three or four weeks start to go up. 
Uh, this is the perfect investment plan for 2021. Write this down. And I can hear y'all on YouTube on a replay. Four long-term positions for the year. I'm going to be real. I've talked to at least six or 700 people that missed out on some great companies because they were switching company. Oh, I like Tesla, but I'm going to get out of it and I'm going to get in NIO. I'm not mad at it, but whatever you pick, I want you to marry the positions that you have. Type in chat, marry the positions. Now, if you're wrong and the company's no good or the thesis changes, great. But if you have a great company, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Like I said, it's like having a star basketball player. I'm not trading Michael Jordan for anything. Do not care. Do not care. Number two, 12 swing trades on the year. So that whether that's futures, any other assets or derivatives, I want you to take 12. That's one per month. You should know what the gains that will come from that. And then for short-term investing, I want you to do 24. This does not apply to the snipers or anybody in alpha, but for everyone else, if you're looking at futures, you can do 24 trades and hit a ridiculous return and be okay. Okay. Key point here. I only want you to take trades that you know will not lose. And here's how to know if it won't lose. If you have to ask someone, hey, man, hey, Troy, you think uh, if I get in right here, if I have to ask, it's not good. Your intuition is already telling you. And then also, when you take a Saturday and go through the entire market, map out where you want to get in, those same buy zones on a macro level, once you pare down to your intraday timeframes, they're going to line up and you're going to have a chance to take a trade there as well and be okay. These are the top 10 lessons to improve your performance with trading. Number one, keep your losses small. Your wins should be 10 times bigger than your losses. Easy risk reward. You want to risk one to make 10. Number two, don't chase a move. If you miss it, let it go. Kudos to the snipers. You've seen me do this. Send a text, miss my move and be frustrated as hell. I get it. But once you're, if you want to get into a position, let's say at 244 bucks, once it goes to 245, if you're trading it, don't touch it. Don't get distracted and miss an excellent setup. Do not trade against the market. The market can eat, can only go north or south. Even with range bound, people are like, oh, but we're ranging and, and we're consolidating. Man, the move is either slowed down because it's going to explode to the upside or downside. That's why everybody, oh man, Apple slowed down. Okay. And then we saw it took off like crazy. There is buildup. I need you to know this. When the market is constricting or getting tight, that is the time to set up your moves on a large. So if you're looking at a day chart or something higher, a breakout move is going to come. Have the patience to wait three or four weeks for it to break in your favor. Everyone's talking about financial freedom, but you can't wait four to five weeks. You're trying to flip. Don't flip. The money will be there. Um, do not trade when the volume is low. I'm begging you. You're going to get your head chopped off, your account cut in half, and maybe margin call. Wait until volume is at a peak so your orders can get filled. You can get exits on your trades if you have a predetermined uh, area that you want to get out. And then that way, you won't be sitting in a loss potentially for three or four hours either. And then do not trade over trade under any circumstances. If your plan is to take 24 in the year, take 24. Number seven, do not increase your position size or dollar amount in a trade to try and recover. So let's say you were trading 20 contracts on features and you lost seven grand. I do not want you to go trade 40 contracts to try and make up for it because you already got the direction wrong. So if you wrecked a Camry 
I can't put you in a Ferrari and then let you wreck that as well. Come back, trade the same size. And if you're doing a one to 10 risk to reward ratio, you don't need that many trades to recover the loss and be back in profit. Uh, number eight, this is key. Do not micromanage your trades. Let them run once you, you secure profit. So if you get in the trade and let's say you're up 10% and you lock in 2%, let it run. If your target is 40%, let it go there. A lot of you are self-sabotaging and we all do it and it takes time to get over it. But a lot of people are self-sabotaging and cutting off winners when you could have let certain stocks or trades run up 30, 40, 50, 80% last year and you cut them off at 10%. Know what your exit is before you enter the trade. Number nine, do not trade if you're in a bad mood. If you got into an argument with your kids and you make them breakfast and they spill juicy juice all over your keyboard, don't trade that day. I'm telling you, you got into a fight with your significant other, don't do it. And number 10, this is the most important. Do not trade unless you know what your statistical edge is in the market. You should know your win percentage, your profit factor, the best time to trade, and the best asset that you trade. Once again, your win percentage, your profit factor, um, the asset that you trade the best and what time of day you trade best. This isn't off emotion. This has to be hard data. And that's it. To hear a more extended conversation, make sure to check out our live YouTube show, Market Mondays, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central. And check out the Market Mondays podcast on iHeart, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you download your podcast now. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>